you know, we're excited because we get to speak together today. All right. Yeah. Yay. And so um, <laughs> we get to speak on an incredibly great topic. Yeah. And uh, we understand how important our physical health is. Right. But today... We're going to talk about spiritual and emotional mm -hmm. health we and are. how vital that is to each and every one of yeah, us. Yeah, so good. We really believe that they go hand in hand, mm -hmm. and that's what we want to talk about. Mm -hmm. So we love this subject. Right, we really do. And about 10 years ago, Kristen and I, uh, we had mm -hmm. the opportunity to go to the Emotionally Healthy Spiritual mm -hmm. uh, Spirituality Conference right. in Queens, New York, mm -hmm. uh, put on by Pete and Jerry Scazzaro. Yeah, great, and, uh, great pastors, yeah, great people. They are, and it was life-changing. Mm -hmm. So we really had kind of hit a rough patch in our ministry mm -hmm. and noticed some unhealthy mm -hmm. tendencies inside of us. Mm -hmm. And so we went for help. And these resources and tools that we have brought back mm -hmm. and uh, talked to the church and our mm -hmm. staff about, they've been incredibly helpful mm -hmm. in our journey. So we're really going off, off of this book today, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality mm -hmm. by Pete Scazzaro. I encourage you to pick it up and uh, you can mm -hmm. find it anywhere there's a bookstore, Amazon, or online. But right. uh, it's great material. It really is. So we arrive at this conference and immediately we're given a coach. And right. so he sits down with us and starts talking to us. And throughout the conference, he mm -hmm. gives us some tools and some skills that we would just love to share a little bit of those with you yeah. today because we do love this subject. We it's do. a great subject. The one thing I found is sometimes we don't realize how unhealthy we are until we start feeling healthy again, True. until we start understanding mm -hmm. what healthy looks like. And really more importantly, what healthy feels like. So we want to talk about this great, great, great subject today. Yeah. So one of the first exercises that we had to do was to identify how we were feeling. <laughs> and if you believe That's it or fun. not, this was a challenge for us. <laughs> you know, this is a skill we learn in preschool, right? How are you feeling? I'm happy. I'm sad. I'm, but to us to sit down, we had all these emotions and all these feelings, <laughs> but to sit down and identify them showed right. to be quite a challenge for us. So um, we sat and looked at each other and our coach disappeared mm -hmm. for a moment and he brought us back a list of emotions that he said, okay, circle, you know, three to five emotions that you're feeling right now. <laughs> so um, we have a list of those emotions available on our app yep. at uh, my ALC app, yep. um, the, the, the mobile app, yep, under sermon notes. And so check those out and maybe, um, so this was just the beginning step for us to connect yeah. with what's going on inside of us. Yeah, identifying that is so important. Right, right. And so as we started to journey toward health, this was really a key indicator to help right. get us going. And we then had to become really intentional to discover what was going on inside of us. Yeah. And from there, be intentional to create a culture to continue that in our own personal lives, mm -hmm. in our families, um, within our, our church, which which within our staff, and really yeah. create a culture right. of what healthy looks like. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so, like Kristen mm -hmm. said, really this is a journey. And if you mm -hmm. look at it like that, it really helps the step, the path along the way. Mm -hmm. It's a journey of emotional, mm -hmm. spiritual health. That's right. so huge. It's been mm -hmm. good for us, our marriage, Kristen says, mm -hmm. our relationships, our church as a whole, our staff. 
And we are all better for it. Our mm -hmm. leadership is better for it as well. It's true. And so this is a journey that we are on and we continue to be on. Our journey of emotional, spiritual health starts by exploring. Yeah. We have to start by exploring the journey. And we need to, this means we have to take a good, hard look inward. Now, we love this picture of the iceberg. Yeah. Um, this iceberg is a great analogy of our lives because mm -hmm. you see that top 10% of the iceberg, that's showing what's above the surface. That's what most people are aware of, and I'm aware of in my life, you're aware of in your life, mm -hmm. and it's what most people see in your life, and yeah. that's what, what we see in our own lives. It's that top 10%, it's pretty obvious, yeah, right? Yeah, everybody sees it. You're right. And so it's the 90%, though, mm -hmm. as we talk through this, that's unseen that mm -hmm. we want to focus on mm -hmm. our talk today and bring awareness to it. And right. that's going to be a big word. We're going to talk about awareness. Yeah. It's the 90% we'd rather not address. Why? Because it's vulnerable. Mm -hmm. It's deep down. It's hidden. It's messy. And quite frankly, it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It really is for every single right. one of us. But if you don't know what's going on on the inside, it's still going on inside of you. Right. That's what we found out, it's right? It's true. It's and so true. unprocessed emotions mm -hmm. don't die. Uh, they remain mm -hmm. unhealthy. Mm -hmm. So it can be dangerous to ignore it. It really can. It's 90%. We can't ignore it. And if we don't mm -hmm. deal with it, the ship is going to crash and sink. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's the same in my life and yours. Everybody that's out there, I, I need to know. I need to be aware mm -hmm. of it. What is beneath mm -hmm. the surface in our lives, where mm -hmm. it came from, how it impacts mm -hmm. us. We can't ignore the 90% and live a healthy life, life God wants us to live. Right, right. So we all come into the family of Jesus yeah. with brokenness. We all come in with wounds from being raised in a broken world, from um, having imperfect upbringings. Every single one of us, we all have scars. We mm. all have these, we call them earthquake events that shake us to the core, yeah. that rock our world. And we're going to talk about those in a little bit, but, but it's God's intention yeah. to heal us. Yeah. But first we have to become aware of what we need to be whole, be, to be healed. Mm -hmm. See, we can't fix what we don't identify. Right. That's a key. We have mm -hmm. to identify it. We do. In order for it to be healed. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to have to dig down. It's, mm -hmm. it's beneath the surface. We're going to expose mm -hmm. the 90%. And this is really hard work. It's mm -hmm. not easy. It is. But to the extent of which we dig down and understand how mm -hmm. our history has shaped us, well, of histories, right? Mm -hmm. And it mm -hmm. shapes us. Mm -hmm. It will determine to a large degree our ability to break destructive patterns mm -hmm. and really to become healthy. Yeah, so what's the first step in all of this? Well, the first step is to recognize the iceberg in you from your family. And yep. we, we all have these icebergs. Mm -hmm. So some questions that we can ask maybe to start chipping away at this iceberg um, to, get us, to get us to some places of growth, because really that's mm -hmm. the end goal here, sure. is maybe how did my family handle conflict? Yeah. How did my family growing up, my family of origin, how did they handle conflict? Did they slam the doors? Did they stomp around? Did they give you the silent treatment? Did yeah. they hold a grudge? These are all really important questions. Or maybe they did this really well. Did they blame? Was blaming a big thing in your family? How maybe how did they handle grief? Were, mm -hmm. were emotions allowed to be shown? Right. Were, was that demonstrated in your house? Or um, was it healthy? How did your family handle hurt and pain? 
Right. I mean, was growing up, was it a safe place to show your feelings? These are all really good questions to kind of navigate what's going on now inside of you. Yeah, it really mm -hmm. is. So awareness and identifying, mm -hmm. and it, what it does is this process requires that I recognize, mm -hmm. hey, there's an iceberg here, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's deep, and it's right. profound, and we need to realize Jesus lives in our hearts, but grandpa lives in our bones. <laughs> Even grandma lives in our bones. I, too, love, right? I love that quote. It's so real. It's so true. Yeah. yeah. It really yeah. is true. Yeah. If I were to look back on my life, I realize there's some things in mm -hmm. me from my grandma and grandpa, mm -hmm. not blaming them, but mm -hmm. having to look forward. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good there, but Absolutely. there's there's also not some not so good there That's that, true. that we can work on. And so being mm -hmm. aware of that and the generations mm -hmm. of our family and how they handle things like this, mm -hmm. Because I can promise you this, mm -hmm. you're going to bend to mm -hmm. do the same thing. Yeah. And that isn't always the best way in Jesus Christ, for sure. It's, it's true. And so, like conflict, for example, depending on your, how your family handled conflict will have a direct impact now today on yeah. how you handle conflict. So our experiences from the yeah. past now dictate how we think mm -hmm. with our current interactions that we face. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, one of the things we've learned is to have healthy relationships and healthy conversations means that I'm never going to assume that I know what you're thinking. Wow. or that I know what you're feeling. Right. Um, why? Because I don't know. I have no idea what you're thinking or feeling. And no chances idea. are, I could be really wrong. But my past experience that I, experiences that I've had might possibly trigger me into thinking that I know what you're thinking. Right. You see how that works? So, so, but that's not the truth, right? So what I need to do is I need to clarify, hey, yeah. is this really what you're thinking? Because, you know, we know what they all say about assumptions, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can't assume that we know what we're thinking. Yeah, and mm -hmm. I think, man, how many times do we deal with this throughout the day in our, in our uh, marriages, mm -hmm. uh, with our children, mm -hmm. um, our coworkers, right. um, yeah. you know, church, yeah. uh, church life, all those things. This easily can happen mm -hmm. and probably mm -hmm. does happen. So yeah. here's what we've learned. It's mm -hmm. a great skill. Right. We ask permission mm -hmm. to check out mm -hmm. an assumption. Right. So we ask permission to read a person's mind. Yep. So that's what it is. So, for example, I can say, Kristen, can I check out an assumption with you? Sure. Okay. And, or it's like, do I have permission to read your mind? That's another way. Okay. And here, here is one. I think that you think I was lazy mm. because instead of helping you yesterday, mm -hmm. I took a nap. Now, <laughs> is that correct? Hmm. Or I think you're frustrated. Is that correct? You, so you think that I think you're lazy because you took a nap yesterday and I continued yeah. to do the work. Yes. So, okay, absolutely not. Absolutely okay. not. That's not true at all. Um, I knew you were tired and I was so glad right. that you got some rest. I didn't mind at all. If I had, Thank I would have woken you up. But no, yeah. absolutely not. I, okay. I don't think, I, I, I'm really glad that you got some good rest. Thank you. So yeah, but thanks for clarifying that with me. Right. So yeah. Try to clear yeah. that up a little Checking bit. Checking out else. an assumption. That's yeah. good because if you hadn't done that, you yeah. would have been a little bit on edge, right? Thinking yeah. that, wow, Chris, 
Kristen thinks I'm lazy, I can't relax around her. Yeah, sure. so that's really healthy. That's, that's really good. And so what we did there is just create some clarity mm -hmm. and clarification. And this is a safe place to do that. Right. Where, hey, can I run something by you? I think that maybe you think this. No, that's not true at all. Or, wow, and there's a freedom there. This, it's, yeah. it's, it's really honest and that and I have a responsibility back to say I have to be honest with you because if I did feel that I yeah. would now is the time to speak up and, well actually yeah I I really wish you would have chipped in and helped me but but no I didn't I didn't feel no, that didn't. at all so when someone you know comes and 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 brings that to you and says hey can I check out an assumption here's the time to clear the air and we yeah. can um really turn away some ugly stuff that's going on inside of you by by yeah. Checking out the assumption. Yeah, right? so you gotta be, that's right, check it out. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta be yeah. intentional because if not, mm -hmm. like you said a moment ago, what happens is you stuff your feelings. Right. And then that explodes and comes out at all the wrong moments. It never comes up with the yeah. right moment. It comes out the wrong moment under does. pressure. It does, so, it does. Okay. So, so this is just creative, just creating um, intentional conversation, really giving us an inner vocabulary mm -hmm. that we can um, really deal with some some stuff that's inside of us and yeah. it's refreshing, right? right? It's for example, if there's tension in the room, you know, we can just say, Hey, um, can I just check out an assumption? Are we good? Are we okay? Yeah. Is everything okay? Or, you know, I think maybe you think there's some conflict here and can we just talk about yeah. that? Is that correct? I think you're upset. Can right. we just clear the air? No. And it's a great way to do that. Mm -hmm. So opening the door for healthy conversation. Right. So, if we don't do this, mm -hmm. wow, mm -hmm. can we tell ourselves some stories that aren't true? Right. We've all told, told yes. ourselves stories that aren't true. It's true. And uh, have you ever thought someone was mad at you, mm -hmm. didn't like you, mm -hmm. looked at you the wrong way? <laughs> yeah, we all have. <laughs> yes, yes. And what happens is you sit <laughs> on that, and mm -hmm. what happens is you mm -hmm. lose sleep over mm -hmm. it, and you find out they're not mad at you at all. They right. may have been processing right. something totally different yeah. inside, and you wasted energy yes. overthinking something that wasn't even true, mm -hmm. and having imaginary conversations mm -hmm. in your head. Come on, has that happened Absolutely. or not? Absolutely. Most of the time Absolutely. it happens when we're in the shower, right? Yeah. We're just having this internal conversation. Yeah. Like we think people are mad at us, and they're really not <laughs> when we find yeah. out about it. Check out the assumption. Right. Yeah. So making assumptions without checking them out damages mm -hmm. relationships mm -hmm. in marriages, churches, staff, yeah. our workplace. So simply clarifying, hey, can we talk? Can I check this out is so important. Do I have mm -hmm. uh, your permission uh, to read your mind? It's a great tool mm -hmm. to live in a life that's pleasing to the Lord. It really is. So, and really it is countercultural mm -hmm. for sure, isn't it? it? Is. In the it day is. and age we live yeah. that is full of mm -hmm. dysfunction. Mm -hmm. So as children of God, mm -hmm. let's have these conversations. Mm -hmm. Let's not be afraid to have some healthy conversations. Yeah. You know, this is so biblical. This is such a biblical principle where Matthew 18, it talks about when you have trouble, like a problem with a brother or a sister in Christ, what do you do? Well, you go to that person. Yeah. You go to that person and say, hey, can I check this out with you? It's so biblical. And I believe it's the way that God would have us do relationship. Yeah. It really is. And, you know, asking these questions, um, when I come to you and ask that question, it's, it's for the sole purpose of reconciliation. Mm -hmm. It's for sole purpose of to bring healing and um, heal the conflict. And so when we do this, we yeah. go in love. Hey, can I check out an assumption with you? I want there to be peace with us. And that's my whole goal of even coming and caring to, to ask that so I can live at peace with you. And this is so refreshing. Yeah. I would much rather have someone come up to me and say, hey, 
hey, can I read your mind a minute? <laughs> I think that you think this, and then right. and then we can clear the air and we can talk about it. It's this is this is what healthy looks like, and you know what? We don't do this very well, so that's why we're trying to um, really create a culture where we can get better at this. Mm -hmm. We really can, and we should get better at it because the Lord wants us to. Mm -hmm. So it's a great tool because most mm -hmm. of us didn't grow up in this type of environment. Mm -hmm. Maybe your family didn't do this well, but here's the great news of Christianity. Your mm -hmm. biological family does not determine your future. God does. Amen for that. That's yes. great news. So yeah. the, the most significant language in the New Testament mm -hmm. is this, that when we place our faith in Jesus Christ, we are born into his family, mm -hmm. and that is where we have adoption yeah. into the family of it's God. That good. is so significant, mm -hmm. so powerful. Our minds really can't comprehend mm -hmm. that, but it's really important that we do. And then we begin to walk in spiritual mm -hmm. and emotional right. health, and, and that looks different now. It does. It's, it's, it's a journey. And so as we begin this journey inward, um, and become aware of the things in our lives that yes. we need to change with the Holy Spirit's help. Um, we know that we're eventually on this journey, we're eventually going to hit a wall. Um, you know, for most of us, this wall appears through crisis that has turned our world upside down. For some of us, maybe that's right now. Maybe it's through the coronavirus. We have yeah. hit this wall and it's just um, something that is just shakes us. It's an earthquake event that we yeah. talked about in our life, something that alters us, that shakes us us. Um, it could be divorce. It could be a job loss. It could be the yeah. death of a loved one. It could be a cancer diagnosis. It could be betrayal. It could be really anything, Shattered dreams. anything that rocks your world. Yeah. And so we hit this wall and when we do, it's kind of a crisis of faith that we can really get stuck at. Right. And so when we hit a wall, which we will, Mm -hmm. We have more questions than answers mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, because mm -hmm. the wall is so unknown. It's an unknown place for all of us. It's new mm -hmm. territory. And so today, just consider the story of a woman named Agnes mm -hmm. from the time she was a young girl. Agnes believed, not just believed, she was on fire for mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. She wanted to do great things for God. She said such things as she wanted to love Jesus and she'd never been loved before. Mm -hmm. Agnes had an undeniable calling, really. Mm -hmm. And she wrote in her journal this, my soul at present is in perfect peace. And she experienced a union with God that was so deep and um, so continual that she even wrote it was to her rapture, mm -hmm. her words, ecstasy. Mm -hmm. She left her home. She became a missionary. She gave God everything. But after a while, however, it seemed as if God abandoned her. At least uh, that's how it felt to her. Mm -hmm. She started writing different words in her journal. Words like, where is my faith, hmm. she wrote. Deep down, hmm. there's nothing but emptiness and darkness. My God, how painful is this unknown pain? I have no faith. Wow. And she even struggled to pray. Mm -hmm. She still worked. She still served. She still smiled. But she struggled at this wall that didn't seem to move. Mm -hmm. And this inner darkness continued on virtually year after year for nearly 50 years. Wow. That God seemed absent. Hmm. Such was the secret pain of Agnes who is better known as Mother Teresa. I don't know how many of you knew that, but Man. this is Mother Teresa Man. we're talking about. Wow. She hit, she hit that wall and, yeah. and pressed through is what we're talking about today. I yeah. love that story. I love it. So when we hit a wall, this is that dark place in our spiritual journey that we question everything, right? Yeah. I mean, we question God. We question mm -hmm. ourselves. 
We yeah, question we our church. We question our calling. And it always seems in, at the times of the wall, we have more questions than we do answers, right? right. I mean, this is crazy. It's a pretty heavy concept to think that 85% of Christians who hit the wall never make their way through it. Goodness. I mean, I mean, that's... That's astounding. The, the journey through the wall is just too much. Yeah. And so it's our hope that we can journey through the wall with you. We don't want to be in the 85%. We want to be, we want to, we yeah. want to, we want to get through that wall. We want to, we want to bust that because through that wall is blessing on the other side. Mm. But often our image of God as Christians doesn't allow us for such difficult experiences mm -hmm. in our life. It means that those who are listening today, there's a lot of us that are stuck right yeah. now that are maybe stuck True. and we can't get through. We don't know how to get through, but the wall is a very real place to most of us that are listening today. Yeah. For others, mm -hmm. you've been to the wall and you've retreated, mm -hmm. you know, gone mm -hmm. up to it. Wow. It doesn't seem there's any way mm -hmm. through it. Retreated yeah. backwards. We stop our feelings. We see, sweep stuff under the carpet mm -hmm. because it is mm -hmm. painful. It is. Yeah. We're not denying the fact. Yeah. That is reality. Yeah. It is painful. But stuff, feelings don't mm -hmm. go away. What happens is mm -hmm. they build and mm -hmm. then they leak out in yeah. all of our lives. And they begin to spell out negative ways. Mm -hmm. So we want to encourage you to revisit the wall today. Don't retreat mm -hmm. for whatever that is for mm -hmm. you. Uh, God wants to do something powerful and real for Amen. you today at the wall. Amen. At the wall. So another mm -hmm. tool we've learned Mm -hmm. That's so basic to help not stuff feelings mm -hmm. that so many of us ask is ask, ask yourself some questions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Honestly, give yourself some contemplative time for a response. And here are just mm -hmm. a few of those. Like, what are you sad about? Mm -hmm. Like today, are you sad about mm -hmm. anything? What are you sad about? What are you mad? Maybe you're upset today. What are you mad about? Mm -hmm. Or what is it that you're worried about mm -hmm. today? Or what is it that you're joyful mm -hmm. about or you're mm -hmm. glad about? So this takes... And then those feelings words mm -hmm. a, a bit deeper mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you begin to search yourself and you do a personal inventory mm -hmm. of your soul. Because mm -hmm. we want to go in deep here. We don't yeah. want to just go and retreat. We want to take these words and let them go deep inside of us mm -hmm. so that really we get to what is going on. Right. I love that. I love good questions that we can ask yeah. ourselves because they do help us get they the do. answers. So, you know, we can look at Abraham in the scriptures. He is an incre incredible example of someone who hits a wall. And we see him through the move through this wall beautifully in Genesis chapter 22 and God asks Abraham to sacrifice his only son, Isaac. Mm. And God has promised Abraham that he will have so many children. It'll be more than the stars in the sky. But here God says, hey, give me Isaac, your only son, and put him on the altar and kill him. I mean, totally doesn't mm. make any sense at all, right? I mean, this is a wall. This is a wall in Abraham's life. Nothing makes sense right now. He doesn't understand. He has more questions than answers. So now Abraham such, has such a history with God that he obeys. I mean, he walks in complete obedience. He builds yeah. an altar. He lays his son on the altar and he takes a knife to kill him. Mm. Now God shows up and he stops him. But this is a ginormous wall for Abraham. Yeah. Why? Because God is doing something very deep in Abraham's life. And I think it's interesting that we don't even know exactly what it is because yeah. the wall is such a personal 
thing. Mm -hmm. We don't know a lot about what's going on in Abraham's life right now in this moment at the wall, but we do know this. Abraham loves Isaac and God knows that. He says, take your son whom you love. And so we know that God tests those he loves and who he has a special purpose for. And so God did this to find out what was going on inside Abraham. Mm -hmm. What was going on in Abraham's heart? Are you willing to serve me no matter what? No matter what. Wow. Guys, the journey through the wall is deep for everyone. Mm -hmm. And it's profound. And here's the thing. When we hit a wall, it's God's will versus my will. Yep. Right? Every time. So before we can pray, your kingdom come, Lord. You know, that's our our theme this year. Your kingdom come, Lord. Before we can even say those words, we have to pray and be able to say, my kingdom go, Lord. And so Abraham's response is, Lord, your will be done. I want your will. And he moves through the wall. That's right. That's right. And Abraham, he makes it through this. You know, it's not easy. We don't Mm -hmm. even see all mm-hmm. the different thoughts he has, but mm-hmm. you can imagine the emotion mm-hmm. uh, of this moment. Mm-hmm. And so God's goal for you is that your will mm-hmm. and his will be so tightly connected mm-hmm. that it's one will, right. one will. And uh, that we would live in such union mm-hmm. and oneness mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we do that, we're going to break through some walls. Right. And uh, he's going to cut certain things out of us. He's mm-hmm. got a, he's got a, cut some things out of us Mm -hmm. uh, so that he can fill us up with himself. That's true. So God loves you enough that he's going to strip you down at the wall. And Mm -hmm. uh, some of these things God wants to strip from us, they aren't bad things. I mean, was Isaac bad? No, 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 he wasn't. He He was good. He was a good thing. Mm -hmm. But Isaac, we understand, was the gift from God. But this gift apparently was holding him mm-hmm. back from greater intimacy right, with right. God. Not my will, mm-hmm. but yours be done. So can you pray this? Lord, bring me closer to you, no matter what the consequences. Mm. Some of us may be afraid to pray that prayer. And we wonder, mm-hmm. wow, what's he going to do? Is he going to wreck my life? Mm-hmm. And it could sound like a dangerous prayer, but we see Abraham... Mm-hmm. He's got such a history right. of the love of God. Mm-hmm. Now, now, he goes through this wall. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. that God shows up on his behalf. He trusts God mm-hmm. and he obeys God. Right, right. So throughout each of our lives, we're going to hit walls. We just are. And it's at the wall where we discover what God is doing, the work that he's doing in us or wants to do in us. But at the wall, we have to ask here, what's my work in all of this to get through the wall? And that we want to talk about that. The three things that we have to do is the first, it begins with awareness. I have, I have to be aware of what God is doing. And so this is where we kind of assess the damage of our lives (laughs) where I look at my wounds I stop, I look at my brokenness, and I see my need for healing in these areas. This is brutal honesty with yourself because it's at the wall where I begin mm. to really name my issues. And guys, we all have them. Yep. Come on. We, got them. <laughs> we all have them. And where I own my issues, I own them, I identify them, and I admit them. Yeah. You know, instead of being kind of angry with that mm-hmm. and, and being defensive mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I'm here at the wall, Mm -hmm. What we do is we actually befriend the darkness. Mm -hmm. And I'm realizing Mm -hmm. that God is allowing it. 
And mm -hmm. from some of us, we're just mm -hmm. fighting the very thing that God is trying to bring into our life mm -hmm. and uh, trying to make us aware of right. that right. it's the hand of a loving God mm -hmm. and a loving Father mm -hmm. that's leading me to the core of mm -hmm. who I am. Right. At the dark night of the wall, what happens is we become aware. Right. Sure. And so as we become aware of those things that need to change, now the opportunity comes for forgiveness. And right. so this forgiveness here at the wall, this is a really big issue. And it's, um, it's, it's hard. It's not pretty. It's usually a mess. It's not clean, tidy Christianity. Mm -hmm. right. It's letting go um, really of some hard hurt and some pain in our lives. It um, it's, it's letting go of the temptation to beat myself up for ruining my life yeah. or to beat someone else up for ruining my <laughs> life. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of letting go and dying to this. So yeah. um, at the wall, we don't cover up anymore. Mm -hmm. It's it's no more hiding. It's no more making excuses. It's no more pretending. At right. the wall, this is the place and this is the time for forgiveness and healing when these things start coming yeah. up. It's this an opportunity the, yeah. for a beautiful healing. Yeah, this mm -hmm. is the time and the place. Mm -hmm. And at least the third part of this, so we have awareness, mm -hmm. we have forgiveness. And the third part is there's a work mm -hmm. of acceptance that happens at the wall. Mm -hmm. And I embrace and accept myself for who I am, mm -hmm. my brokenness, mm -hmm. my limits. Mm -hmm. How many of you know we all have limits? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, we mm -hmm. all have limits. Mm -hmm. And uh, for those of you that are familiar with the 12-step program mm -hmm. in recovery, the great thing about recovery is you realize mm -hmm. you're always in recovery. Yeah. And so really mm -hmm. is embracing your wounds. And um, they will teach us for the rest mm -hmm. of our life, mm -hmm. like David did. Mm -hmm. God delights in a broken and contrite mm -hmm. spirit and heart. Mm -hmm. And David lived out of his failure mm -hmm. because he received healing from it. That's yeah, for sure. He did. And so walls are hard, right? If you've heard, you've heard us say anything, it's that walls are hard. These are places that we don't always understand, but God yeah. has us there to bring healing. So walls are David fleeing from a jealous king for 13 years in the desert mm. when he knew God had called him. Walls are 11 disciples watching their best friend and their savior be crucified at a cross, standing there confused, disoriented mm. with shattered dreams. Walls are Job losing his 10 children, his health and all of his possessions, not understanding yeah. any of it. So at the wall, we learn what true faith is, trusting in God when even we don't feel, we don't even feel his presence mm. with us. So ultimately, God is the one then who has to move us through the wall. Right. And there's a lot we don't understand about the ways of God, right? I mean, his ways are not our ways. And we often have God in this small box, but the walls yeah. in our life blow open the box and we begin to see God as sovereign. We begin to see him as mighty and as loving and as good. And we can receive this gift at the wall that comes through breaking through. That's true. Through breaking through. And it's a blessing. And what it does is it transforms our lives forever in ways that we never, ever dreamed we mm -hmm. could. The wall is a painful place to stay, but it's a beautiful place to be. Amen. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. There's healing at the wall in Jesus' name. Absolutely. Yeah. So we want to encourage you to press on in the journey. Mm -hmm. And what happens is then you and I will be amongst the greats that have mm -hmm. pressed through all that God has for you. Mm -hmm. And you see mm -hmm. that as the journey continues, you know, you, you dug into the iceberg, the 90% discovered some unhealthy patterns. You, you've hit some walls, broke through them, and now you continue to grow mm -hmm. in the things of God.
That's right. God's heart and his will for us. Yeah. So the overall goal of emotionally healthy spirituality is maturity. It yeah. really is. And so we know that, you know, physical growth usually occurs naturally, but growing into an emotionally mature adult doesn't just happen. Mm -hmm. That's true. <laughs> we have to be intentional <laughs> to make that happen. So we have a little inventory sheet. It's available again on the, the mobile app site under the sermon notes. Um, we'd like to just kind of talk through with you. It's a little um, chart. Yeah, and so chart. we're going to start with a chronological infant with the baby, with the baby. If you're in the baby phase of your maturity, a baby must wait for its parents to figure out what they're crying about, right? Right. And if the parents don't respond or they're not attentive to the baby's needs, what happens? The baby cries louder, right? And so mm -hmm. the baby doesn't communicate its wants or needs. The baby gets angry, right? And, and so the adult who is an emotional infant isn't really much different than that. They can't communicate and, and it's not healthy the way they do communicate. An adult who's an emotional infant acts like a baby and wins through intimidation. They don't use words and, and everyone around them has to try to guess what's wrong with them to make them happy. Of that's course, tiring. of course we know that's none of you, but we all know someone, <laughs> right? Yeah. Somebody in our world, right? Mm -hmm. So then think of mm -hmm. the chronological child, like yeah. the age of five, eight, or 10, okay. and they can communicate, but they're still dependent on others. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, I'm really sad because my friend didn't pick me for the kickball team, mm -hmm. the child comes home and starts throwing mm -hmm. things, mm -hmm. having a tantrum, mm -hmm. and, and doesn't know how to express themselves or their anger clearly. A mm -hmm. chronological child then will act mm -hmm. out of the feelings of pain, resentment, fear, and uh, maybe really not able to articulate hmm. them well. Yeah. So what happens is they lack the skills to openly discuss and negotiate getting their needs hmm. met. Hmm. You know, children can't do it. They don't have the skills yet. Mm -hmm. And so an adult who's an emotional child mm -hmm. is still acting out of resentment mm -hmm. through distancing, pouting, whining, crying, clinging, lying, mm -hmm. and withholding. It could be appeasing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they do not openly and honestly mm -hmm. express their needs either because they're still functioning as an emotional child, even though physically they're grown up. Right. Yeah. This is a little hard to hear, isn't it? Because <laughs> yes. some of those tendencies, you can be like, oh, yeah, do I do that? Oh, man. Yep. Let's let's look at the adolescents. So adolescents generally rebel against parental authority. They fear being treated as a child, say, and they think, hey, don't tell me what to do. Adolescents, and if you've got teenagers, you know exactly what this is like. They love you one day, and they can't stand you the next. <laughs> Everything is black and white with them. Either you're in or you're out. And what happens when we're not growing into emotional adulthood as adults, um, we may be big people in bodies. We may be 20 years old, 50 years old, 80 years old, but we're still emotional adolescents. And adolescents say stuff like this. So yeah, I'm giving in, but now you're going to own me because I'm keeping score. Mm. Um, their capacity for mutual concern is still missing. It's not developed yet. Yeah. Um, it's still basically one way. It's my way or the highway. It's narcissistic. Um, I'm into myself. I'm defensive. I'm threatened by criticism. Um, you say something negative to me. I'm going to say three things back to you. I mean, does this sound familiar to anyone? Yeah. Yeah. It does. And I think you said it a moment ago. Mm -hmm. I think this pandemic it's, has brought out a lot in people. Mm -hmm. Probably mm -hmm. some things we realized even in ourselves that yeah. we didn't like. And mm -hmm. 
Hopefully yeah. we just didn't go to the wall and retreat, but we allowed God yeah. to help us through. I mean, we've all through, been through different emotions mm -hmm. and those are real. Yeah, but it's so. a good time to look at those and say, okay, I don't like how I acted there. Let me go inside and find out why that's coming out of me. Because when I'm squeezed, that's when the real you comes out. Yeah. So yeah, so it's yeah. an opportunity for growth. It's not, it's not a bad thing. It's just saying God wants us to... Yeah grow up in him and be more like him. Yeah, I mean, we should have marked difference in our mm -hmm. spiritual life today and compared to last year, right? Right, exactly. That's part of the yeah. growing and the maturation process. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean we get it all right. Right. We get that. Yeah. But um, it, it does mean it is a journey, as mm -hmm. we said. So mm -hmm. it, it is by the grace of God. Yeah. And as a part of growing and maturing in Christ, we grow into emotionally healthy adults. Now, the emotional adult then is able to ask for what they need, mm -hmm. what they want, what they prefer. They can do mm -hmm. it clearly, directly, respectfully, honestly. Mm -hmm. And so even with an emotional adult, it's not win-lose. I win, you lose, or you win mm -hmm. and I lose. Emotional adults want both to win. I like that, right? I love it. That's the way mm -hmm. it should be. It's a desire for every relationship mm -hmm. in our world to win. Mm -hmm. And as yeah. an adult, emotionally, you listen with some empathy. You look at how the world and the situation mm -hmm. looks from another mm -hmm. person's point of view. Right. That's so good. You know, an emotional adult, adult can say what's needed without attacking. Yeah. I mean, this is a great skill that um, I don't see a lot of right now. And I want to get better at this myself. But um, and being an emotional adult, you can respect without have, I can respect you without having to change you. I am able to resolve conflict as an emotional adult maturely, and we can negotiate solutions instead of being like an infant or a child or an adolescent. We can have these hard conversations and we can right. know that love is the goal. Love's the goal. Right. That's absolutely it. Mm -hmm. That's the final goal. Yeah. Um, so... Look at these descriptions. We're saying, mm -hmm. ask yourself, where am I on this? Mm -hmm. uh, being a follower of Christ is realizing that emotionally mm -hmm. healthy adulthood does not come naturally. Mm -hmm. And it's part of the hard work of discipleship. Right, right. So that's our heart. That's the heart behind this book and the material. His website mm -hmm. has so many great tools and material to mm -hmm. use no matter where you're at, mm -hmm. even for your young person mm -hmm. as well in your yeah. home. Just want to encourage you. But uh, we just want to pray together today mm -hmm. over this and let's be emotionally healthy people, mm -hmm. okay, in these yeah. days. Let's not hide out behind things and, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, we wear a mask, mm -hmm. uh, really, you know, we're wearing enough masks already. Let's, let's not wear these <laughs> masks uh, from our day-to-day -day world mm -hmm. and hide behind mm -hmm. all these things and let's step up. Mm -hmm. And let's let God heal us together, Amen. okay? Let's Amen. do that as a church. Let's do that mm -hmm. as committed followers of Christ because that's God's goal in discipleship that we become emotionally healthy and emotionally mature. So mm -hmm. let's pray today and mm -hmm. let's just ask God, mm -hmm. Father, mm -hmm. thank you that you want us to be emotionally healthy. Yes, Lord. Lord, thank you that that is your goal, that we would become mm -hmm lifelong followers and disciples of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we can't do that year after year if we are immature. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lord, but you want us to be mature. Father, may we be aware, mm -hmm. as we've used and talked about that word today, that we would be aware mm -hmm. of the things that are going on deep within the surface and below the surface of our life. And that God, 
we would ask for forgiveness or even forgive ourselves, even ask you for forgiveness or somebody else forgiveness, Lord, mm-hmm. if there's been unhealth in our world and in our mm-hmm. lives and that God, we would accept our limits. Mm-hmm. And Lord, as we do that, we trust in you. We trust in you, God, because you are limitless. Mm-hmm. So, Father, I pray that. I pray healing in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I pray breakthrough in the name thank of you, Jesus, Lord, Lord yes, God. Father. Yes, and we God. thank you for giving us your strength. Mm-hmm. In your mm-hmm. powerful name, we pray. Mm-hmm. And everybody said, amen. 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 Hey, listen, amen. I want to just encourage you that this is a journey. Mm-hmm. Let's all take mm-hmm. it together. Yeah. Let's keep encouraging mm-hmm. each other through this. And let's mm-hmm. become emotionally healthy, mature followers of Jesus Christ.